Hey, alright. And welcome. Better yet, I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better yet, is a conversation about music. And our conversation this week is with Augusta Koch of Gladi and formerly of Cayetana, one of the best in the world. Right here on Better Yet, baby. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Nomni for our intro music, Marcus Nuccio for our graphics. Each week, you can see all those on our website, betteryetpod.com. Invite y'all to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. You can also follow us on Bandcamp, betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. Loved hearing from so many of you last week. After my interview with Tony Molina, truly, he's a legend. His, his dude, he loves music so much. He's also, he's got some genuine hood rat in him. We don't hear enough of that stuff, in my opinion. I think we could use more of it. Someone else should do it. I got I got pretty into it this year. I think, think I'm retiring, but uh, well, it, it certainly should retire from the internet. We've been keeping ourselves plenty busy over here, having a lot of fun with Brendan Kelly each week on Road to the Skeleton Coast, and David Anthony and I have a very special guest joining us next week on As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, and this week, I was joined on our Patreon, better yet's Patreon, by Sean Newman of Jupiter Styles and Rap Boys for the first ever episode of a new program we got over there called Oversights. This is a show where I sit with a guest and we listen to a record that we both missed or never got around to. Sean and I, we never listened to Tom Waits' Swordfish Trombones. And then we did listen to it a few times beforehand and then got together to talk about it. It was so much fun and damn, it's a mighty good record. Swordfish trombones. Didn't even know there was a song about Johnsburg, Illinois. That's my territory. Really opened up the door for Tom Waits for me, though. I've been waiting all my life and listening to him a lot since that podcast. Listening to Rain Dogs. Are you kidding me? That record. You know what, though? Downtown Train, Rod Stewart's version. Still better. Still better. Cover songs that are better than the original. Respect. Otis Redding. Be the first to tell you that. The Pretenders version of Stop Your Sobbing. Ray Davies. Might have agreed for a couple of years there. Elvis Costello's version of What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. It's Pete Thomas's best performance. Galaxy 500. Their version of Isn't It a Pity. That's my bold pick. Galaxy 500 over George Harrison. All Along the Watchtower is not a better cover. That version on John Wesley Harding is cold as ice. Both are of equal value, in my opinion. We've got more episodes of Oversights on the way with some old favorites, some past guests, friends now. And that's only on our Patreon some of you might be saying, wow, this Oversights show sounds a lot like Josh Terry's column Blind Spots, and you're right. So I asked Josh if he was all right with it. 
And he said yes, because he's the best. Speaking of our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. That's the website address for our immensely popular Patreon page that features programming like oversights. We got playlists over there from yours truly and from friends like Tony Molina or Mikey Erg. There's also exclusive content each week that comes directly from our guests who also receive a share of the revenue. Each month, the proceeds from our Patreon are split equally between the show, our guests, and organizations chosen by our guests. If you pledge to our Patreon this week, you'll be supporting Better Yet, and you'll be supporting Augusta for a podcast that pays our guests for their time. You can pledge $3 a month, and like you're leaving us a tip, or you can pledge $10 a month, and then I'll gain you access to exclusive content from me and from our guests this week. Augusta Koch, the Augusta Koch, dropped a monster cover of June on the West Coast by Bright Eyes. We're also sending portions of the Patreon this week to Save Our Stages, an organization I'm sure you're familiar with. Save Our Stages is an action organized by the National Independent Venue Association in an effort to preserve and nurture the ecosystem of independent live event venues and promoters throughout the United States. Visit SaveOurStages.com to learn more. All right, my guest this week is Augusta Koch of Gladi and formerly of Cayetana. Cayetana, funny in this interview because I compare a different band to the Ramones, but Cayetana, I remember the moment I heard their first 7-inch, a song called Hot Dad Calendar that completely embodied that spirit of the Ramones. We know three chords and we kind of know how to play them. This band was started by three people who kind of knew how to play, but more importantly, they knew how to play together. And those results were truly something special. The band released two LPs before breaking up last April, but Augusta had already started a new project called Gladdy with Matt Shimlefenig, who'd produced all the Cayetana records. And that is also in three-man canon. That's a hopeful use of the present tense because three-man canon has made some of my favorite records of the last few years. So when this project got announced, I had all, it had all the makings of being something pretty sweet. They dropped a very, very good EP called Everyone is Talking But You in 2018 and an LP called Safe Sins in February of this year. Of course, February of this year was about 12 years ago, but Gladdy's been busy throughout that time putting out four more EPs on Bandcamp. I was so excited to talk to Augusta. It felt like a matter of time before we had a conversation, and we did, and it was delightful. Stoked to share it with you all. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Bandcamp. We'll be back next week. For now, here's me. And Augusta Koch. Are you getting better now? You were qu- pretty quick to respond to mine this oh. time. Yeah, now what I'm else up. are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I have literally all the time in the world. Yeah, it's kind of nice. So, and you got a dog now, mm-hmm. which is a very great um, development for you for a year such as the one that we are in. I know. It's so nice. How's it been? What's what's the pup's name? His name is Benny. 
Benny. Yeah. yeah, he's nine years old. Mm-hmm. He's um. He, we actually got him from two friends uh, in Philly that they had a, a baby, and it was just a lot. Yeah, to have the baby and the dog. Um, so it was kind of perfect because they just posted online like we need to rehome. It was really sad for them, obviously, because they had him their his whole life. Mm-hmm. And now that I have him, I'm like, that must have been the hardest decision. But oh it's nice because yeah. once, like, COVID isn't a thing, they could still see him a bunch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the best. He's a golden yeah. retriever. Oh, he loves nice. to snuggle. Yeah. He sleeps in bed with us. He loves music. Cause really? His, his former dad was mm-hmm. a musician, so he's used was to it. Is it anyone we know? Um, Bobby, he was in Captain We're Sinking. Bobby Barnett? Yeah. He had a baby. So he, yeah, he had a baby. That's exciting. I know. Um, so he likes the mountain goats because Bob likes the mountain goats and that's mm-hmm. my favorite band. So I feel like when I put them on, he knows, <laughs> which is cool. So that's awesome. That's been really nice. And yeah, it's just so cool. I've never had my own dog before. So it's like. Total game changer. It's such a game changer. And he's so nice. And he sleeps yeah. in. He's a dog that sleeps in. I'll be like, come oh, on, Benny. We yeah. have to go for a walk. And he's like, no, I'm, I just want to go to bed. It's crazy. And you know what? You're right. One day COVID's going to be over. And there's nothing like having a dog so that you can have an excuse to leave. That happened once <laughs> during this. And I was like, I got to go. The had a really had nice home. time. Yeah. My dogs need to be fed. I know. That's so funny. It's awesome, though. So did you grow up in Philly? I grew up in the Poconos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I moved to Philly like 11 years ago. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. the Poconos. Because I'm from New Jersey, and the the Poconos were like such a cool vacay spot. Yeah. You like it up there? I do. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time up there this year. Um, Uh And it's great now that I'm older. I appreciate it. It was not somewhere you wanted to live like... Right when, you know, when you get when you're in high school, you're like, this sucks. But mm-hmm. um, now I love it. It's yeah. like it's beautiful. Right. Is it like the worst luck? Because mm-hmm. the, the the school took a field trip, seventh grade. The school went to the freaking Poconos in oh seventh God. grade. And they all hung out there. Everybody fucking got to second base. But me, I moved after sixth grade. Oh, so no. I missed out on the Poconos trip. Well, it's still here if you ever come back. Yeah. You know? Maybe I can get to second base. When I go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where are you from in Jersey? Uh, Somerset County. It's okay. a little little town called Branchburg. So it's All like right. near Flemington. Yeah. Hillsboro. That's cool. Yeah. Do you go back to see family sometimes? Or I mean, not this year, but. Every, every once in a while. It's sort of, it's so off the beaten path that I really have to like go out of my way to get there. Yeah. But my grandmother lives in Allentown. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's close to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever I visit her, if I'm like, at this point, I can go all by myself, you know, yeah. and like rent a car. Mm-hmm. So if I do that and I go into Newark, I'll like. Sweep do the whole around thing. down yeah. there yeah that's cool. but yeah i love i love it i love the east coast so much yeah me too mm. yeah so uh are your folks still living up there um uh, my mom lives in philly yeah actually and my dad passed away oh i'm sorry oh, that's okay that. that's when fine. did that happen i was like three. Oh wow it's been a, it's been a while 
Yeah. Yeah. So was it, do you have sisters? I have one sister. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she lives in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, VA. Yeah. Was it just the, was it just the three growing up? Mm-hmm. Your mom and Mary? No. And she's, uh, what's she doing in Philly now? She's a nurse in Philly. Yeah. So she's, oh, geez. yeah, it's been pretty, she doing good. Uh, she's very stressed. You know, yeah. she's been working this whole time. Mm-hmm. gotten pretty bad again in Philly, I, like everywhere. Um, yeah. So that's been difficult for her. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. It's very yeah. nerve wracking. Luckily, she hasn't gotten it yet. And she just got two negative tests this week. So that's great. Um, that's great. But yeah, she's yeah. older. So it is very scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So was there music in the house when you were growing up? Um. Yeah. My sister was a big was very into music she definitely got me she's three years older than me so we we loved like the spice girls and stuff when we were kids and like Mm -hmm. straight up pop music and then she got you know those those years when she was three years older than me seemed like so crazy right at this point we're like the same it feels like we're the same age but i remember she got into third eye blind and i was so resentful she went to Europe for like a school trip and came back with like the European edition of Third Eye Blind, self-titled. Oh, yeah. Remember how they they sold the CDs that you could get like the Japanese or the um, mm-hmm. European, and she loved it. And I was like, I hate that you like this crap music. But then that I ended up liking it because I was, you know, she's my big sister, right. so I liked everything um, she uh-huh. liked. And then we got really into Incubus together. There it is. Yeah, and then she took me to my first like alternative show, which was an Incubus concert. Was that in Philly? It was in Allentown, actually. Oh no way! Where in Allentown? I don't like a like convention center. Yeah, it was like a huge, like huge place. But I remember I smelled weed for the first time with her there, and she was like, "Remember that <laughs> smell? Like just remember." <laughs> it was really cute. But yeah, she was always it. She got into like alternative music, and then that led me into mm-hmm. everything else. You know. Yeah. When did it really start to, like, become a thing for you? I was really into it. And, like, I think that happened sixth grade was when I started getting into, like, No Doubt, like, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, more commercial stuff like that. Like, Avril Lavigne, that kind of stuff. And then when I went to high school, I went to a Catholic Catholic school until high school. Mm -hmm. So when I started public school in ninth grade, I met my best friend from high school who was like a ska kid and he Uh was the only one that talked to me i still talk to him all the time um he was the only one that talked to me on that first day and he was like we should be friends because i had like checkered print vans on yeah and then we were like inseparable and he got me into the clash and like he was the one who showed me like the cool music you know Mm -hmm. um so i kind of owe all my music taste to him getting me into like the clash and like the classics yeah i know you're a big strummer yeah that's what we were talking about yeah yeah i owe that all to dom galliano oh that's fucking yeah so sick what was your favorite clash here's a here's a here's a good question what's your favorite side of london calling be a yeah yeah, for sure. But I even remember when he like showed me that it was so magical. I think that's why mm-hmm. I associate that with like magic. When the first time you hear like a music that's really exciting, you yeah, know? Um, it's totally magic. It's cool. Especially like just the uh, the way that Joe and uh, 
and Mick would work together too. Mm-hmm. I just love that image so much yeah. of the fucking table and the typewriter yeah. and Mick just playing guitar. And the Clash were one of the first bands that I remember that like smoked weed and seemed like they made it cool. Yeah, they're like, because, you know, I don't know if you had the same experience, but when I like first got like inundated with like all the bands that you're supposed to like when you're a teenager Mm -hmm. so many of them i was like this doesn't i don't really like it i definitely had periods of time where i was just pretending i liked things (laughs) yeah you're like yeah i love the dead kennedys like Uh no no, i didn't (laughs) um but i remember being like oh i'm actually like moved by this you know or Mm -hmm. another one of our close friends gave me a weaker than cd yeah for like a gift exchange and i was like i actually like this <laughs> and then it was like so cool I st- i'm still chasing that feeling of finding music that i'm like oh this is so magical like i know i know what you mean it's nice. the 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 plane that you kind of like put yourself on what was the weaker than uh the cd the first i think one? it was um not left and leaving what's the one that has like the little characters on it uh reconstruction yes. site yeah, yes. fucking perfect record. Yeah, and I remember listening to it on the bus with my CD player. Oh, so, <laughs> such a nice thing to think about, CDs. So did you play music, like, before Cayetana? That that story is, uh, I feel like it, it, like, came with the 7-inch, that mm-hmm. y'all, like, were sort of just somewhat novice players yeah who all I, got together i always wanted to play guitar i did play in a band with dom galliano my high school friend um but mm-hmm. i just i just sang yeah so i never i like would try and learn guitar and then had like weird experiences never like committed to it it was like very intimidating for me um yeah. because it was mostly like um a male dominated seen at that point yeah. in high school of course sure. um so yeah i didn't pl- actually play guitar until i met kelly and allegra like committed to wow. trying to learn yeah yeah but you but you sang in the band mm-hmm. beforehand yeah i kind of wanted to ask about that just because you have <laughs> such a you have such a unique singing voice Thanks, it's really weird <laughs> <laughs> um I, I'm interested in like how singing sort of developed for you because yeah, it is. It's so weird. It is, weird. but it's so great. Oh, thank you. That's very. Was nice. it was it good right away or was it no. like? I mean, I still don't feel like it's good. I'm like you know when you hear your voice on an answering machine. That's still how I feel. Yeah. Like I think it sounds differently than it does, and then I'm like, oh god, damn it. Um. But no, I mean, yeah. I love singing. That was like my f- my favorite pastime growing up was like mm-hmm. singing in my room, like pretending yeah. <laughs> pretending I was in the Spice Girls or something like that or like uh-huh. driving in my car and singing really loud so no one would hear me. Who was your Spice Girl? Who was your I was, to? well, I fluctuated. I was definitely a Jerry, like, mm-hmm. and I like Scary Spice. Those were my two. Yeah. Yeah. I was baby spice. I had blonde yeah. hair when oh, I was okay. growing up. That makes up, sense. So. It's always about the hair, you know. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, um. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, I didn't. Um, I was always embarrassed of my voice, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, really try until Kaitana either, and it wasn't like when we met, we were like, Augusta, you're going to be the singer. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened that way. It just worked out. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. a planned thought. 
Yeah. And had, had you, were you like writing lyrics? Yeah, definitely. Too? I always yeah. wrote poetry my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, with the intention that they were lyrics, <laughs> but yeah, never sure. put it into practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited to, to write like lyrics, even if I wasn't singing them. But um, yeah, yeah, that was exciting. And because here, I mean, you mentioned the mountain goats, mm-hmm. the weaker than. Yeah. It's like I feel like the the track to follow with you is like lyrics and and voice are yeah so up top. Thank you. That's definitely my favorite part. Like I love yeah. writing. Um, I love writing songs, but I love writing lyrics. Yeah. So when you when you start playing with Allegra and Kelly, I mean, the one of the things that's like been really like almost overwhelming for me in like getting ready for this interview is just how good that band was. Oh, thank you. Like the the three of you just played so well and so like within range of like what y'all were i guess capable of and like naturally fell into just with like the way like we played bass Mm -hmm. i always loved so many of kelly's beats like especially the way she would play off of a hi-hat and then your song and, and your your songs and your voice it was just like I tell you, I swear to God, the first time I heard Hot Dad Calendar, mm. I was just like, it was one of those moments, magical in its own way, mm. of like, oh my God, anything's fucking possible. It definitely felt like that for us, too. Because we, yeah. we, we were not planning on like, um, you know, we just started practicing for fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had known Kelly for a little bit. Allegra and Kelly went to college together, but Allegra had just moved to Philly, so I didn't know her when we, mm-hmm. like, we met at a party and then we're like, we're going to play music together. Um, so I think it was really f- just so exciting because we all mm-hmm. wanted to, we we're all such big music fans and we were like, I always try and think of it as like we were quiet observers for so long, um, like watching what other people do, listening like even if we weren't um, talented at our instruments yet, Mm -hmm. we listened to so much music. So we had more of an ear than we thought we did. And I think that helped when we were first starting out a lot because we were just really just having fun. Like we were just so excited to do... Now looking back on it, it's so funny because I feel like we were so cheesy. We were like, we got... We practiced all day today and like we got a new microphone like Uh everything was everything was such a big deal um, Mm -hmm. and everything was so exciting and it did feel like anything was possible because we were like we wrote a song (laughs) like it was like so insane but we were we were having so much fun that we worked at it so hard you know yeah which was cool and that was a pretty exciting time too just with like bands like nona oh my god yeah well mimi was my roommate like oh for real oh yeah mimi's that's cool i love mimi yeah everybody that we were friends with was playing music too so it was Mm -hmm. so nice 
Like, yeah, it was definitely like a hate, especially now when we're reflecting so much this year. It's like, oh, man, those days where we all lived on this, like within blocks of each other and uh-huh. everybody just hung out. Somehow we had money, like, like, like somehow we survived <laughs> without money. I mean, like, it was right. awesome. So and when you moved to Philly, was it for school? Was it just don't want to be in the Poconos no more? I had actually moved to Denver, Colorado, right when I graduated high school to get as far away from the Poconos as possible uh-huh. with a group of friends, and I really hated it. It was, like, such a last-minute decision, and it was yeah. way too far. Um, and so I ended up moving back, like, within the year. And mm-hmm. a lot of my friends, like, my one of my closest friends had moved to Philly, so I would go stay with her because I was like, now that I've already left home, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so I would go to Philly for shows. And then I just met such an amazing community of like now my closest friends, we all met that year because they, mm-hmm. you know, we're all the same age and they had moved from like Scranton area. So mm-hmm. we had like similar upbringings. And then there was just this huge group of friends a lot of them like would hang we would all hang out at the menzinger's house and um i just just met like a huge group of women that loved music and going to Mm -hmm. shows which i didn't have growing up and i've always wanted a group of women friends so then i met like my best friend um because we were dancing to the clash and she was like this is my favorite band and it was like a freaks and geeks moment like oh my god a cool woman that loves to clash i was like i'm moving here yeah. like and Aww. then i just moved there and lived like that till now <laughs> like <laughs> like i just wanted i always wanted a friends like that and i got them which yeah. is great it's so it's so wild looking at like because i you know i have that like allentown bethlehem mm-hmm. connection just watching like the way the lehigh valley people like yeah. went in there and the way Scranton people yeah. went in there, it it was such a cool convergence. Yeah, that and it was just very natural. Actually, happened. Yeah, because yeah. it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, all these groups, and then Kelly, um, Kelly and Allegro went were from Oswego, upstate New York, and they uh-huh. moved with some other close friends all together after college. So they were a little older than us. Um, mm-hmm. But then that was another group of like punks that moved to Philly, and at one point, everyone lived in south philly like so close to each other so there were just houses every like this massive massive group of people that everybody was just hanging out with all the time it was so Mm -hmm. cool so cool i feel like kayatana like timing like just in meeting those people was Mm -hmm. super serendipitous but then also i feel like when your band started up that was also this like this wave of like professionalism in mm, yeah. in like music was really starting to go and I, th- I don't know do you feel like you kind of got swept up in absolutely I, I th- yeah. sometimes especially now with starting like another band and uh it's like I feel like a lot of the issues that we did end up having were because things happened so fast we didn't have mm-hmm. the the um which I'm obviously grateful for but we didn't have the time of like um having years of like how it normally happens for bands of years of buildup like we put out our first record and then we started touring all over Mm -hmm. you know and then we were like oh my god we have to do this and this and this and like 
not know not really knowing what to do because we hadn't been in a band like a lot of our peers had been in the same band with the same people since they were 15 like Mm -hmm. we were just like Mm -hmm. whoa this is happening so fast and and at the same time you're looking at like modern baseball who we played some of our first shows like at the same time and then they're like Mm -hmm. the biggest band in the world you know like so you're seeing all these other bands where it's happening like more so for them too and you're like everybody's doing all this wild stuff and then you are just like this is insane (laughs) yeah i remember seeing a a tour and it was fucking from the top down Mm -hmm. the menzingers lemuria pup yeah, that was and our Cayetana. first that was our first full US like long 7 week tour. And thank God yeah. because the Menzingers were like a huge help for us um because mm-hmm. we were just friends with them. Like we had been friends mm-hmm. with them before they got big. Uh like super yeah. big. So they helped us like learn how to tour. <laughs> I'd be like this is totally. what an input list is or like uh-huh. all these like I wrote it on a napkin. Like I was like I don't know. <laughs> like but and then like Sheena from Lemuria who I was like obsessed with like I would yeah. see her in high school, literally like I was scared to talk to her. Uh-huh. Ended up being like, this is what you like had like the woman aspect of it of being like, this is these are things you should know. Yeah, that we weren't going to get from necessarily the menzingers. Like we sh- shouldn't stay with strangers because it's not necessarily safe. Like mm. here's mm-hmm. where all the good thrift stores are in you know <laughs> like places like she took us under our, our wings so much, and mm-hmm. then pup that was their first full U.S. tour. And they let us stay in their hotel room because we didn't have any money. <laughs> so we ended up becoming so close with them on yeah. that tour where we were like, you know, farting and sleeping next to each other. You know, like really, really close yeah. friends because of that, which was so nice. One of the things that I think I've really come to admire about all three of those bands is just the way that they applied themselves Mm -hmm. to just like making it a business and not in a like you know not in a a bad way yeah because like fucking lemuria like those people have had their shit like together since before i think all all this like infrastructure kind of came around just the fact that i don't know they had new shirts constantly and they were touring yeah. all the time and they did really creative things like yeah mailing postcards or like i don't know awesome they are such i feel like you tweeted like they're an underrated band didn't you was that you i did yeah, yeah because i feel the same way i'm like i would not have played music if it wasn't for sheena you know mm-hmm. like that hearing that especially when it was like the time of like fest like the heyday of fest bands you know Mm -hmm. hearing lemuria Mm -hmm. was like oh this is a straight up indie band like rock and roll indie band there's nothing no band sounds like them they Mm -hmm. like paved the way for so many women Mm -hmm. and i don't know why they're they're underrated dude they're like i don't know you you ever see the ramones documentary uh i think it's called end of the century i don't think so they just they talk about the Ramones like actually breaking up in like the mid nineties mm-hmm. and someone was saying I think people just assume that they would be there forever. And I yeah. think that Lemuria kinda runs a similar path where it's just they're taken for granted. Yeah. They did a lot too. I think they they toured so much. 
mm-hmm. that yeah i think you're right that people were like they're just gonna come back <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like if i miss it this time they'll come back yeah and yeah who knows though maybe i'm holding out hope Maybe my takeaway from that like that tour was that everybody was great but like the surprise of the night was lemuria just because i'd seen them like six times and they were mm-hmm. so far and away the best that i'd ever seen yeah them. they're an incredible band so um when you put out uh you did nervous like me and we have informed listeners who uh, are, are smart enough to connect the dots on why you put the next record out yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But was that, that kind of like, I think works in tow with what you're talking about where you get swept up so quickly. Yeah. With all I mean, the thing that, that makes our situation different with, with Tiny Engines is we, thankfully, because of knowing... A lot of music people we didn't we always owned our masters uh-huh um, like we didn't have i think they started doing like official contracts after us shortly mm. after us so we didn't have like a multiple record contract mm. so we had already decided that we weren't going to do our second record with them mm-hmm. and so the choice to put it out on our own like we did shop it around and try and and, and find something but it was it just takes so long for those processes to happen mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything that we thought would was going to be like a huge change yeah and we really loved owning our masters um because it really helped like financially yeah um so we were like if we don't find something that's like actually going to be a big thing for us we'd rather own all of this completely and put it out ourselves mm-hmm. because we toured so much and we saved we put all like we didn't really pay ourselves that much mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. so we saved a lot of money like we were terrified of getting into debt and mm-hmm. so we paid off we bought our van like we played a ton of college shows we bought our van we played we would go on tour we paid for all the recording mm-hmm. um we paid for all the music video we paid for everything so we were never owed money to anyone mm-hmm. which ultimately is the best choice because then Later on, if the, like we've had some stuff in movies and TV shows, and then we are able to keep that money, and it's not someone else's. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we were able to put out the record and sell them well, the second record. You know, um, and t- it was cool to learn how to do that stuff. Like it was awesome to learn how to make, you know, pr- get vinyl made. Or yeah, learn how to do dis- digital digital distribution and mm-hmm. all those back end things that seem so mysterious. Like, just learning how to do them wasn't that bad. Yeah. I love that. Like, the um, pull the curtain back a little bit, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is really just, like, a matter of following through with emails and scheduling and yeah. logistics. Yeah. I totally forgot the fact that I fucking went to see the WWE movie that The mm-hmm. Rock was in yeah. a couple of years ago. And there's a Kayatana track. Yeah. That was awesome. That's a fucking handsome reward, right? (laughs) I know. It was so cool. Between you and me. (laughs) Um, Not that much money, but... Five five digits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. we. I mean, obviously right now with 
every what everybody's talking about with Spotify and digital and all that stuff. It's like you, it's so hard to make money being in a band, like even breaking even with just how much recording costs and artwork and all of that stuff. That like being able to have some agency over what you can control is so helpful. Like mm-hmm. being being for us to be able to get have the amazing benefit of being in a movie with the rock but also being able to keep that money mm-hmm. so nice mm-hmm. you know yeah because that you know that money has really helped us yeah totally and you're not getting it that often so right yeah. right where's the where does the Cayetanas like stuff sit for you now i mean not only like being removed from the band but those are some of your first songs. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know too many people who feel like great about the uh at anything that they wrote like before, yeah. but at, you know, when you when you look back on it, how's it all how's it all sit for you? I mean, I think it has definitely been a hard like 2 years of being like definitely had sort of an identity crisis when we stopped because i had just been doing it for so long and it was all i cared about Mm -hmm. um and you know sacrificed having a career you know or like Mm -hmm. so much stuff we sacrificed for that um we talk all the time we were just on the phone before this um Mm -hmm. kelly lives in california now and allegra is actually she's in philly but she's max right from um yes and that is the fuck. That's the cutest uh, thing that is, I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it, they're uh, they're the most adorable couple. But yeah, we still talk all the time, so that's definitely comforting. And now we have, mm-hmm. um, like this year has just put so much in perspective for us that yeah. it's been really nice to have like weekly, um, sometimes twice a week, like phone calls. Just yeah, um, it's I don't like listening to Kaitana. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of the voice thing that we were talking about, like hearing your own voice or just feeling very detached from that time in my life mm-hmm. of being like, I know what these songs are about. And it's like, it's kind of depressing. But, yeah, sure. But m- overall, fondly, like I'm really proud of us. Um, I'm definitely really glad that we're super close still. We maintained our friendships, which was ultimately the goal of mm-hmm. like our friendships were the most important part mm-hmm. and we had to save that. And I think we made the right choice, um, in doing that. Um, and yeah, I want to be, we always talk about, we want to be like old ladies that hang out together. So that's the goal, you know? And I yeah. think we're, we're on our path. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and, and you'd started Gladdy. Mm-hmm. before Cayetana was was done was done yeah yeah um and Matt Matt recorded both LPs yeah Matt Cayetana. has recorded everything we've done actually he did yeah. the demo and um yeah because he had started recording he had finished college for recording the year that we we were his I think his first thing that he recorded at the studio his first studio job so yeah he kind of like we were really good friends for so long. He was like, "Let's do this together." So it was kind of nice because we were all new. Like mm-hmm. he was new at the studio, and we were obviously never <laughs> no idea what we were doing. 
Mm -hmm. um so that was nice yeah um and and he was doing all the three-man cannon Mm -hmm. stuff yeah that band oh my gosh thank you for saying that because i love three-man cannon yo Talk talk about about underrated. underrated. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Holy shit. I know. That's how I feel. It breaks my heart that people don't, um, like, Three Man Cannon's such a special band to me. I I loved them before I knew Matt. Like, I would see them all the time in Philly, and um, I always loved their band. I don't – I'll never understand. I'll never understand. I'm with you, like – 100 percent they're a band that god pretty many people was like (laughs) oh this is fucking cool yeah will i know you then was like what yeah i i i put that record on so consistently it's so good especially those fucking long piano songs that he's got yeah it's it's um it's sad because they they lost their a member of their band last year passed away who yeah, was a good friend of ours that. and Matt's yeah. and Matt's best friend so it, it was like interesting mm. because that happened um like right when Kaitana was playing the last shows like right around that time and Spencer mm. was supposed to be he played in a band called Cave People so mm-hmm. he was supposed to play our last show with us. So it was just like, you know, we both basically, and they were a band since they were in high school. They mm-hmm. were a band since they were like 16, same people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was hard, very, very hard for Matt and still is. Um, yeah. Because then, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to play together. They might. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's, you know, we talk about it sometimes. Yeah. I love that band so much. Me too. The last record too was, I, I listened to it this morning. It's fucking good good. (laughs) they just got better and better and i think i think that they're a band that's a lot like lemuria in that we've Mm -hmm. kind of seen some some of these uh younger like uh punk adjacent indie rock bands that like i heard that already it was three man cannon it was yeah and it's hard it's i mean this this industry is so weird because you never know what people will what will get big or i wish they had the opportunity to you know have some really good tours because they definitely deserved it and Mm -hmm. you know they're all so talented and they and they all sing which i think is cool they all write songs um yeah and they're just such good friends it's such a special band totally yeah so when when the first Gladi EP came out, you talked about like going to the Poconos, mm-hmm. working on some songs yeah. with Matt. What was it about that experience that it seemed to have a real sense of just like freshness and Yeah. Well, I just really wanted to um obviously I love I do love the music f- that we made in Kaitana. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to do something different, you know, I, and it, I feel like with most bands, people expect a certain formula after a record or two, like, mm-hmm. um, they'd want, you know, what they like from a band. And, uh, that always felt, I felt a lot of pressure from that of being like, Oh, I hope I, I hope I can write a song that's catchy, you know, or, were you I, feeling that a lot with, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, but, you're fine. Did new new kind of normal? Did that 
Did you get a lot of that response? Because that record's that record's different than Nervous Like Me. I think it's a grower. Yeah, I mean it. It's a grower for sure. And I, yeah, we did. You know, yeah. I think people there were certain songs that people liked, like Mesa, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was more like the first record. But yeah, definitely. You know, people want what they like, and that I I understand that. But it made me so anxious. I was just like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it was nice to kind of just write without any pressure at mm-hmm. all and not have to think about like oh my god am i letting the band down i would constantly yeah. be like is this good enough like it, to the yeah. point of like it was driving me nuts like yeah sure um so then just recording with matt because we, we are dating too which um mm-hmm. is awesome and we work together <laughs> so yeah, it's cool um he's pretty cool yeah. um and we've <laughs> so comfortable with each other that it, it's it's so easy to write together yeah. Like, it's it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Because we know exactly how... We've been together for seven years, so we're like, we know exactly... I know if he looks at me a certain way, I'm like, he likes that song. He doesn't. Yeah. Like, but it, it's not weird. It's not, like, pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was really fun. I was, like, super excited to start doing that, just as a reprieve. Yeah, what really got me so excited about Gladdy was not only like oh cool matt's playing on this that's mm-hmm. a good thing yeah um but man like new kind of normal the back half mm-hmm. of that fucking record is some of my favorite stuff that Kaitana did mm, and i was always like man this is this is like where this record mm-hmm. is there's no skack at the van yeah See, I hated that song. <laughs> I hated all the songs people liked. That's bad to say. I'm glad they liked them, but, you know, that's me being honest. Yeah, I feel you. I yeah. feel you for sure. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like your your songwriting has grown so much oh, thank you. since thank you. then. Yeah. And you can't, I don't know, you couldn't write Scott at the Van again. No you're not in that place anymore i don't want to either that's the thing that's hard sometimes i grapple with that where i'm like i really like this music that we're making now and gladdy so much yeah and i mean i guess you always kind of like the thing you wrote last you would hope but like i do it's more of the type of music that i like Mm -hmm. and um you know as much as i'm i love hot dad calendar and scott that kind of thing it i it it wasn't it didn't feel right to me mm-hmm. in my heart you know what i mean like that's not the type of i wouldn't put that song on if it wasn't me and be like yeah this rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean fucking how how long does it take does it take joe and mick to move past fucking Janie jones true into london calling yeah not that long yeah they're clearly moving forward mm-hmm. and I think that what I really like about Gladdy is that it sits in this really nice spot where you have like drum machine tracks yeah. that have like so much just like cloudy like mm-hmm. bed to it. And then yeah. you have like good live band material too. And I can see where like having this project just allows you to do so much more. Oh my God. Yeah. 
It's so it's so nice, especially having this. I mean, this year has been so insane, <laughs> like mm-hmm. for everyone, interpersonally, everything. But it's been so awesome to just write so many songs with Matt. Mm-hmm. We've just been like, let's write some songs. Like it's and really experiment with things that I never really had the time to do because, you know, when I was touring, I worked the whole time I was in Kaitana, so I would come home to work like. This is the first time I've been like, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> Write yeah. some songs. What else have you got? It's so nice. Where were you working in between when you were doing Cayetana? I worked at the same restaurant um, for 10 years in Philly called Monk's Cafe. It's like a Belgian beer bar. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. That was really the, – the owners are like the nicest people in the world. They mm-hmm. actually just closed – for a few months um because of covid they decided to just not do any um Mm -hmm. service which is really smart but horrible you know yeah i actually just saw them yesterday because i'm i do their web store Mm -hmm. um you know i got it i got the you know my one skill from being a band i know how to sell merch (laughs) um and they're oh my gosh i recently quit drinking and uh, my boss is just such a nice guy and he, but he's a beer, you know, he's one uh-huh. of the, it's one of the top bars in the United States. Um, yeah. And he got me a case of non-alcoholic beer that he likes and it was so sweet and it was really good cause he knows yeah. beer, which was really sweet. What so, kind is it? It's Brooklyn. Oh the yeah. Brooklyn Dude, Hazy those IPA. Brooklyn's are good. It's really good. It really tastes like beer. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you drink NA beers, right? You yeah, you, I've been sober yeah. for six years. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so. it's nice to have an NA beer, though. Absolutely, and there's Absolutely. some good ones out there. Dude, you got to try the Budweiser Zero. I I think I saw you post that. I need to. I've had I'm a the big fan. I got to get that. It's hard to find beer NA beer in the Poconos. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've had St. Pauli's Girl NA mm-hmm. beer, which is fine. And then, uh, what's the other one? Oh, duels. That's just. I got a soft spot. Yeah, soft but you spot. know, it, it kind of tastes like beer seltzer, which does the job. But yeah, but this the Brooklyn one. I'm like, damn, this is. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm gonna get drunk from it. <laughs> Yo, <right. laughs> yeah. The the NA game has really really stepped up in the last few years. Yeah, so it's nice. If anybody, uh, if anybody's feeling like getting sober. Now is as good a time as any. It is a great time. It is a good time for that. Let's could we talk about that a little? Yeah, because how 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 long ago did you stop? Honestly, drinking? it's only it's this is like an insane story, but only like almost three months ago. Yeah, I like made the actual decision to be like because I had s- slowed down, done like things, and mm-hmm. um, but then I was like, I don't want to do this at all anymore. Like cutting it yeah. out completely, and then <laughs> this is the t- year of twenty twenty. I literally. I just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Oh. Um, like two, three weeks ago. Uh huh. Um, and it's been crazy. I've been trying to get the diagnosis for this, this health stuff, this whole pandemic. Yeah. And now I'm basically taking this drug um, that I can't drink anymore at all mm-hmm. because it's so hard on my liver. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the doctor was like, you, you can't have any alcohol. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, thank God I had quit drinking before that because that would have made it, yeah. like, on top of being, like, you have this illness forever now mm-hmm. you, and you have to take this, like, crazy medication. If 
And then if they told me, like, you can't drink, if I had if I hadn't made that decision myself, I would have been so mad. Yeah. So now I just now it's just holding me accountable <laughs> to not drinking. It's kind of a sign. It, I, it honest as cheesy as it sounds, it felt like a sign. I I feel that one hundred percent. I think that that's like it's one of those things that e- e- even if it's even if you don't believe it, saying it is is gonna like make everything easier. Yeah, because I had thought about not drinking. I had struggled with it and thought about it for years. It yeah. had always been a source of shame for me. And I can tell I listen to your records. Yeah, like if you know, you know. And it's yeah. it, it has been something that's plagued my life for a long time very privately. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird that it finally, I finally was like, I'm done. Like, I yeah. don't want to do this at all anymore. And then this happens. It was so weird. I really feel as much as this year has been hard. Mm-hmm. Thank God that I'm like adjusting to this medication while I'm home. Mm-hmm. Like being able to not be in a bar or show environment while I'm working on my sobriety. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing that mm-hmm. was really hard. So, and everybody, all my friends are so supportive and a lot of my friends are also not drinking right now too. So yeah, we're at the, we're at the age. We are at that age. Yeah. When I stopped, I remember talking to my good friend about how he was like, you're going to have an interesting like few years of uh, people just slowly mm-hmm. starting to like go down the path you're going. I was only 27. Yeah, that's, th- that's relatively young to stop. Yeah. But also that makes sense. I definitely thought about it when I was 27. Did you? Yeah. You I I think we probably have had the same, uh, you know, like day after. Just like oh, fantasizing yeah. about being sober. Oh, my God. I mean, the thing that I've learned and I've, I've never really talked to my, my close friends know that it's been an issue. But like I have such bad panic attacks. I've always mm. had bad anxiety my whole life. Mm-hmm. And when I started drinking heavily, it was just a way for me to be able to be social. Yeah. And then it became like I needed alcohol to be in a social environment mm-hmm. um, because my anxiety was so bad that it then the next day I was like crushed and my panic attacks were horrible because I was hungover. So it was like this mm-hmm. evil cycle of mm. just shame, a shame yeah. spiral forever. Where it's like, maybe you could just stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. It it's, seems it so feels... easy in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Like, just stop. Just yeah. stop. Dude, I'm I'm really glad to hear that. I, f- I feel like, um, and, and, and especially just with, um, you know, having that in mind and then listening to, you're, you're not, too hard on yourself anymore with your words which i think is a great is a great thing but i i would i'd see lines in there that are that are just like someone's really trying to like speak up to Mm. themselves yeah i've never really thought about that i definitely you know as much as getting older is scary (laughs) Mm -hmm. so much happier the older i get Mm, as far as like brain yeah life stuff like i'm definitely more capable of handling things than and i think that's what you're saying about listening to kaitana 
it's hard for me because I'm just I did like a lyric fundraiser where mm-hmm. during this where I um, like people donated and I wrote handwritten lyrics and a lot of people wanted, you know, Scott, mm-hmm. get the man, all those. And I, I was just like, mm-hmm. man, I was so sad and I was so drunk. <laughs> like I was just <laughs> such a sad person like this. Yeah, it's like looking back on that. I'm like, damn, I feel what I was asking for help, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. It's and and now you get the um god those those first few months. If you're like feeling great about it, it's like mm-hmm. you can do anything. Yeah. Well, there's so much more time. You know? I know, like right? I love I'm I'm a project person and I love making things. I love having a full day mm-hmm. of projects. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, "Oh my god. I've got so much done today." Like it's yeah. it's um it's awesome. And Matt doesn't really drink. Like, he mm-hmm. has a very healthy relationship with alcohol. He maybe drinks with his friends, like, once a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great because now we're just, I don't know, yeah, happy little family with dog. It's awesome. <laughs> it's ver- a very normie life that I didn't know I would want. Mm-hmm. But I do want it. Yeah. Yeah. It's had so much of that uh mm-hmm. go exactly the same way so everyone is talking about you that was the that was the first gladi release mm-hmm. you that shit's underrated too oh thanks. Be- people don't talk about that ep that's a fucking good ep thank you i like that one to be honest all right i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a question i don't like that i'm asking this question that's fine. but the problem is us I mean, is it a Patana song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I think honestly, most of Safe Sins is about that, mm-hmm. about like a band, you know, the band breaking up for sure. Yeah, I- I'm honestly so happy that I don't have to write about it anymore. <laughs> you got it out of the way. Yeah, like it's and great. And, to be, and I like Safe Sins, and I don't want to. The record's not even a year old yet, but I'm happy that it's, you know out and done and now the songs that we're writing now i really like and i'm like back in a solid groove because that that record was so depressing mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. um and it was definitely like a identity crisis record you know i remember talking to anika about the first katie ellen mm-hmm. yeah we have very adjacent yeah yeah anika's one of my closest closest friends and um dude i feel privileged to have mm-hmm. met anika yeah she's so great she she's saved a... she saved me many times she yeah. is she is one of the greatest people i know but we do share the the being able to understand how each other feels like during the kaitana breakup she was literally a godsend because she mm. understood completely you know mm-hmm. like she booked she basically were like was like we're going on tour together because mm-hmm. I know you need this. Like, it was oh. so nice. We did a little acoustic tour together. Oh, um, which that she is was. So she's sweet. such a good friend. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. She, she's just like, she's someone who who just like feels just at the core. You yeah. know. Yeah, she has a lot of feelings. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but she's like, she's such an empath too. She is. Yeah. She. She. I feel like she really taught me what like a super healthy friendship was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice. That's so nice. And you're yeah. doing you're doing that band with 
with Sheena too. Yeah, we did that project last year, which was awesome. Um, you gonna do any more of that? We've Maybe talked about somewhere? it. I think so. Probably. I mean, Anika and I are so close, and and Sheena too. But Sheena lives in D.C., so like, mm-hmm. I obviously see Anika more. But you know, we have a group group chat as well. And I, I, you know, now you know how much of a Lumira fan Anika and I both were. Like yeah. looking up to Sheena so much that like to record songs with her was so cool. Mm-hmm. That yeah, anytime. If she ever wants to do more songs, we are ready and willing. Um, but I'm sure Anika and I will always collaborate in some way together. Yeah. Because we send each other all of the stuff we're working on, you know, while it's mm-hmm. happening. Or She records with Matt now. Oh, um, good. So yeah. the, the record that she has coming out, um, she did it in the Poconos with Matt. Um, Hell yeah. Which is awesome. That last Katie Ellen EP was... Yeah, she did, my yeah, she did that. I was there when they were recording that too. It was so fun. Yeah, she did that with Matt. Yeah, and so they were at, in in the Poconos, and I was like, I'm coming up because I love all of them so much. Uh-huh. And I just hung out while they recorded the whole thing. I was just like, paint. I think I was like painting the kitchen of our house, and then I would go out to the studio and just sit there. I'm like, I just want to hang out with you guys. But I love that EP. It's so it's good. So good. Yeah, it's so good. There's some long songs on there. Yeah. Good so ones. Good. I know. That lighthouse song too. Yeah. Fuck. What a hit. That whole that whole thing is great. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Anika. You wanna know what I like about Gladdy? Sure. Among many things <laughs> is that I, I really like the lyrics that you write now. Thanks. Because you've got such a cool, like, wide scope that you've put on to things. Like you get onto an esoteric oh, thank you. level. I've been trying to I've been trying to work on writing and I appreciate that that's been like a goal for this um so I appreciate that so much yeah I've been trying to really be more thoughtful I think having more time has helped and being older (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think too with like Cayetano with all those songs that were just about like "Ah, I feel terrible all the time mm -hmm. like it's still very much like you but you're putting that into i think a much cooler lens yeah that line that you got about it's in 2020 about blinking mm-hmm. and it sends waves into space oh thank you I, I i try and read a lot like i uh matt and i were just talking because we're gonna start working on a, a full record now that we're mm-hmm. done with like doing these eps and I was like, I really want to think of like a larger concept. And I've been reading a lot of um, like science books. And then I got into like graphic novels. I just read my first graphic novel ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want a saga. Okay. Um, I'm not too familiar I, I with the, never, the world. Well, I never heard, like read a graphic novel until a friend recommended it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to write like a concept record. <laughs> with a comic and then matt was like like coheed and cambria (laughs) i was like (laughs) ah shit (laughs) damn it i was like this is a great idea like i we have these conversations about stuff we want to do and i'm like matt yeah we make a comic book and it could be in chapters and he's like like Uh (laughs) damn it no okay because because that's a fair point but at the same time it's like that's like saying yeah i read a graphic novel oh like like the hulk yeah i know i'm like i might still try and do something like that but yeah i've been trying to think of like a a theme like Mm -hmm. maybe not a concept album but like sticking to a theme i like to stick 
to an idea like that. Yeah. So with with Gladdy, like you know, I mentioned kind of that that balance of the the live band and mm-hmm. then songs like a pace for different, you know, where you have drum machine yeah, and yeah. like some um where did that influence come from or was it just sort of like having those materials around yeah well i think well it's interesting because before we recorded um before we recorded safe sins matt since he is an engineer and uh you know when he works with bands he's like give me reference tracks you know Mm -hmm. what you're inspired by so we did do that and i was at that time he wrote a lot of those songs a few years ago. So at that time, I was listening to a lot of like Granddaddy and mm. uh, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in a, I was depressed. Okay, <laughs> I was listening to Lord a lot and Sharon Van, Van Etten, and yeah. I was like, Matt, how do we fuse all of this? And um, recent, and then recently been really into like Perfume Genius and. Mm-hmm stuff that has more like airy drum drummy stuff and then it was also happenstance like we're making all this music just the two of us and mm-hmm. then um like ian farmer plays bass on on 2020 on the record mm-hmm. and we would be playing with different people and we had kind of decided once we started like once the record came out that we were going to have a, like we wanted a full band mm-hmm. and we toured with dan um from katie ellen played drums mm-hmm. and my friend carolyn played bass for the two-week tour we got to do before COVID hit yeah um and it was so fun playing with them we were like this is it we got we got you know these people are amazing we had so much fun on this tour like let's write music together um mm-hmm. and then now we're like all right well we want to write music right now it's not safe for you know anybody to see each other so right. i think that we wanted the drum machine synthy stuff a lot. Like that was intentional, but it was also a matter of us playing, you know, writing the, all the parts. So, yeah, it's good. It works super Thanks. well too. Cause it's, it's totally natural feeling. Like I love now that you mentioned granddaddy, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, I love that kind of music that. with, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I think drum machine can really enhance things and i now i write songs to a drum machine um when i'm songwriting so that's nice just because i lose honestly i'll just fall out so it helps Mm -hmm. me keep the time but i really like like genuinely like the sound of it mixed in with like live drums Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can't i just want to see your band i want to play so so the thing that sucks is like i was so pumped this year because we were like had all this touring planned and the, the, those first two weeks of tour were so good and mm-hmm. like i was like i don't know if people will come you know and yeah it wasn't like the fullest shows but there were people there which man mm-hmm. i were like holy shit there's people here like this is awesome so like the fact being a even though it's not necessarily new we're still such a new band we haven't been able to play that much mm-hmm. and that aspect is kind of important yeah know? a little bit a little bit you're doing a good job, I think, though, of, of keeping busy. I'm trying Got to. Got these EPs coming out on Bandcamp. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, who designed that thank you card Me. album cover? Did you? Yeah. That's some of the best oh, font work you. I have seen in Thanks. some time. I got the um, I got an Apple Pencil this year, which is oh, so nice. fun. And I have like yeah. that Procreate where you can draw on your iPad. 
uh-huh. which has just been a fun little night habit oh yeah because we're trying to like be very self-sufficient like thank god mm-hmm. we can record ourselves and then mm-hmm. i'm like we we have no money so we're like we can't pay anyone properly like i'm too old to ask a talented friend to do something for free like i will not right. do that so i'm like fine i'll make this <laughs> shitty thing myself so we're like how can we be the most self-sufficient and i was like i need to learn how to draw better um, yeah, and then I recently I'm I'm learning photography from Jess Jake's wife. Um, nice to like work for her. She's a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought a good camera this year, and I'm like, all right, we got a camera, we got an Apple Pencil, <laughs> we got a recording equipment, we can do this. Matt got me a screen printing kit for my birthday. Haven't opened that oh, yet because like hell yeah, I you know we've been busy, but. That's next, so we can be completely self-sufficient. That's my goal. Dude, that's that's the goal. At least, like, from my perspective, it's like, I just, yeah, I want I want to see everybody just starting to do all their shit yeah. themselves. Yeah, well, because it's, 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 for me, it's like I, I would feel so bad not being able to properly pay someone. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff is so expensive. You take, like, you know, you ask someone to help with you know even a flyer like you mm-hmm. know i don't want to take away from someone's time or ask yeah. a favor i just hate that so now it's like all right we'll film our own music video we'll do it. <laughs> it's like whatever it might be mediocre but we will try yeah yeah i think you did a good job you Thank put you. it you put a new video out this past week yeah that was fun you, it seems like you're having a good time too like fucking covering the beastie oh my boys God, i'm so happy because i brought that up to matt and i was like can we please do this? And he, he was like, how are we covering the Beastie Boys? And then I was like, this song makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to rap. I'm not going to rap, Matt. <laughs> but no, that was fun. It's it's nice. As much as this shit is crazy, um, I'm so grateful for yeah. this year in a lot of ways. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, well, dude, it's really great finally getting the chance to – to talk to you i know this is really nice it, thank you for at having this me. time too yeah um so oh, i don't know why I, my brain just like farted right at the point where i'm just like i hear thank you, you. thank you <laughs> this was so nice i love your podcast it's awesome too. oh thanks so much Dude, podcasts rock they're the best big fan i big fan definitely have listened to more podcasts and music this year gotta be honest <laughs> Well, hopefully one day we can uh, just actually high five in real life. That'll be nice. It's going to happen. I hope so. I know. (laughs) But send me your NA beer recommendations. Oh, totally will. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. All right, Bubba, thank you for joining us. Check out Gladi online, gladi.bandcamp.com, kayatana.bandcamp.com, betteryetpod.com. Better yet, podcast.bandcamp.com. Patreon.com slash radio podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you, friends. I'm